0: Today, we're going to talk about the always controversial stem cells and how using them may not be as bad as you think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just NAS Science Podcast. Each episode, we debunk ridiculous. Yet common science misconceptions we find online and get just a little salty about them. I'm your favorite science teacher, Lauren.
1: And I'm your personal neuroscientist, Nick. Before we get started, definitely give this episode a thumbs up or five star rating, depending on the the app you're using, I guess, and uh, share it with some family or friends. Word of mouth is the biggest way to help our podcast grow. And if you're not already, give us a follow on social media. Links in the episode description. I want to start off this episode by saying that we are going to be talking about things like how stem cells are acquired and harvested. So if that kind of discussion makes you uncomfortable, this might not be the episode for you. We are not going to be going into graphic detail, so you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, sometimes these topics are difficult for people, so know that going in.
0: Okay so what are stem cells? Stem cells are they're immature cells that have the potential to turn into many different cell types. As stem cells mature, depending on their location and exposure to different chemicals like growth factors, they do become committed to certain cell types.
1: A simple way to think about it is like this. As a cell matures, it reaches checkpoints at certain checkpoints, the cell is committed to becoming, say, one of a 100 cells, like one of 100 different cell types. At the next checkpoint, it gets narrowed down to 1 out of 10 different cell types, and then finally it fully matures and becomes one specific cell type, like a brain cell, liver cell, or skin cell.
0: How are stem cells harvested? So when you talk about stem cells, a lot of people think of the embryonic stem cells. And while yes, there are some things that do use stem cells from embryos, there are a lot that don't. So stem cells can come from bone marrow, and we will talk a little bit more about that shortly.
1: New advances in research and technology allow us to make what are called induced pluripotent stem cells. They're stem cells that are made from skin or fat cells through reverse engineering, which cause the fully mature cells to revert back into stem cells. It's a really cool technology, and I was fortunate enough to work on a clinical trial that used stem cells derived from adipose tissue or fat cells, and I wanna make a distinction. All stem cells are pluripotent stem cells. However, the ones that are reverse engineered, say from adipose tissue, are called induced pluripotent stem cells. So it's like iPSC. What?
0: I'm sorry. Every time you say pluripotent, my brain automatically says Maury Polvich. What? I don't know why. (laughs) Why? My brain automatically, like, he's going to say Maury Polvich, and you (laughs) say (laughs) pluripotent. Of
1: all all the combinations of words in the English language, I say pluripotent. You think Maury (laughs) Polvich?
0: I don't know. It's just one of those things that you just can't explain. If
1: you're not familiar, Maury Polvich hosted a daytime. Like, would you call it a reality show? It, it was, was like a daytime talk, talk, talk shows show. Where it was
0: always like, who's the father? And we, doing like, paternity yeah. tests. Maybe because yeah, but... we recently watched that episode of How I Met Your Mother. We're like, we always see Maury, yeah. And like, and, I mean,
1: Maury Povich. Yeah. Maury Polvich was like, the, or the Maury show was the thing to watch when you were homesick. Home yeah, If That and The Price is Right. And 100%. then like by 12 o'clock, the news came on. You're like, lame.
0: <laughs> but anyway, back to what we were <laughs> talking about. So stem cells, right? What are they used for exactly? Right, so stem cells are used for more frequently than you might think. And there are a lot of applications. And so to go ahead and say that we should get rid of stem cell research, we might want to put the pump the brakes on that one because they're a lot more useful than you may know. So one of those uses is for a common procedure called a stem cell transplant. In certain types of cancer, as a person undergoes treatment, they may need new stem cells because the chemo and radiation can destroy the ones present in their body.
1: You might know this procedure as a bone marrow transplant, but you're actually getting new stem cells. These stem cells are derived from bone marrow and are destined to become cells that the bone marrow makes. It's really hard to make a blanket statements like stem cells are bad because I don't think anyone would object to using stem cells from bone marrow or, or stem cells that are pulled from blood cells to help keep cancer patients alive. So we have to consider stem cells not in a vacuum, right? Stem cells are a, just a large category of potential therapeutic and research uh, opportunities.
0: And so another application of stem cells is to be used in medications. Sometimes stem cells are used in the production of a product and other times they can be used in the testing of the product. For example, this is actually the case for the new COVID vaccines. So the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines used embryonic stem cells in the testing of the vaccines. Basically, they administered the vaccines to these stem cells and looked for signs of toxicity.
1: The Johnson and Johnson vaccine, on the other hand, did use embryonic stem cells in the making or production of the vaccine. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine essentially needs a factory to produce the spike protein that's used in the vaccine to give you immunity. The embryonic cells that are used in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine are what are called PERC6 cells. They are a type of retinal cell that came from embryonic tissue. These retinal cells are good candidates for protein production from the vaccine, and it has to do with the way that the vaccine is made. I don't need, want to go into like too much detail about like vectors and all this kind of stuff, but basically, these cells are really good at producing proteins, which can be purified or isolated out of the uh, of the cells later on after all those proteins produced in the cells. It's crucial to know that none of these vaccines contain any actual fetal tissue or cells. They were only used in the production and or testing of the vaccines, but are not in the final product.
0: But you may still be concerned about getting vaccines that use embryonic stem cells. But we did leave out one important piece of information here. The stem cells that were used in these vaccines were originally collected in the late 1980s in the Netherlands. So they've been growing indefinitely in a lab since then, and samples can be taken and continuously cultured, which is pretty incredible to think about. Um, But, you know, this is one of those tricky subjects that the second you mention stem cells, people can get really uncomfortable about it. But I think it's mostly because, you know, we don't know enough about stem cells how they are harvested or acquired and how they're used so it's really important to invite people into the conversation educate them so you're like oh you know maybe stem cells aren't that bad or they have so many great uses we should take a second look at this
1: and i think i made a typo in the notes the stem cells were harvested in the 70s not 80s that was my fault
0: Oh, snap. I,
1: I know. I made a mistake, but I did catch it, and I didn't want you to have to say all that again. So. You're
0: going to have to take a whipping <laughs> now. Oh, no. That's it. Jerry, get the belt.
1: There are a ton of studies utilizing stem cells in some capacity. There are nearly 9,000 studies registered in clinicaltrials.gov that have the words stem cell in it if you do a search. If you narrow down those studies to either active or currently looking for patients, that number drops to about 2200, but that's still a lot of studies. And this doesn't include basic or bench research studies that use stem cells like preclinical phases of a clinical trial and academic research at colleges and universities. So even though that's a lot of studies that use stem cells, like we said before, not all stem cells are embryonic. In fact, I was working on a clinical trial. I I can't give too much information because, you know, it's against the rules, but basically the way this study worked was that individuals with IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, you know, like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, they are more prone to getting fistulas. And if you're not familiar with a fistula, good for you. Basically, fistulas Mm -hmm. are holes, they're like little tunnels that go from the, how should we say end of your digestive tract like the end of a food's journey through your (laughs) body and there's a hole from essentially the colon typically to sometimes another spot in the colon sometimes it can uh, go to the surface of the skin like on the butt cheek They're, they're really not pleasant and they can be pretty annoying to deal with and and you know really has an impact on an individual's quality of life so There are treatments that are available for these individuals, but they're really poor. I mean, there are things you can use to kind of like fill these fistulas, these tunnels, but they only have a success rate of about somewhere between 10 and 30%, and 30 is being generous. So one stud one uh company decided that they should use stem cells these stem cells were derived from fat tissue from people who were getting liposuction so someone in the u.s would get liposuction and those cells would be collected and harvested sent to another laboratory and then reverse engineered to become stem cells so that they can inject it into people's butts and close these holes
0: so they benjamin buttoned those stems those fat cells i guess
1: that's honestly exactly what induced (laughs) pluripotent stem cells are they are benjamin buttoned
0: (laughs) but that is pretty incredible though and so what are the success rates of using stem cells when
1: i when i left the hospital uh the study was still ongoing we had patient in it i don't know what they were receiving if it was placebo or if it was the actual stem cells because i had patient interaction and i couldn't know because it could sway my results or my my um, decisions on things but basically according to the the manufacturer they were showing data that had 50 if not higher percent success rate so going from 20 to 50 is really good
0: so what were those stem cells becoming? Were they becoming like s- skin cells if it had gone to the surface of the skin or Yeah,
1: it- they were they were becoming like um just actual like butt tissue basically. Because the way stem cells are made Could is- they do
0: like a Brazilian butt lift while they're in there?
1: I mean they probably Listen, I saw how these things get injected. It's it's basically a butt lift. <laughs>
0: Thank and God.
1: not in the good kind.
0: Oh no. Yeah, no. I honestly, it was- I feel so like I feel really bad for for people who have to deal with that and like C diff.
1: C diff is terrible. I, I did so. work on studies with C diff. It was awful. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think was, like
0: chronic and it's just like there's really you know, well the fistula is, you know, there's there's like no great treatment for them and like it, that really affects that quality of life and you maybe you feel embarrassed by it, like probably affects your dating and your love life, like I feel terrible. Like that sucks. That yeah. freaking sucks.
1: I can't give obviously a lot of information about the individuals who were in this trial. Of course, but, but... one of them was younger than us. Yeah, and, and we're we're thirty one. So oh, I'm not chill, giving I'm chill. not giving any uh, <laughs> you know you. PHI away. I'm not, but. To be younger than 31 and dealing with something even, like that. Even,
0: even being 31, mm. I would be like, I would never leave my house. Yeah. I'd be like, no, oh, I can't deal with this. This is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's really tough. So having the ability to enter into a clinical trial to get this procedure that's using stem cells, I mean, that could be life-changing for someone. Yeah. And this is something as, I don't want to say as silly, but as seemingly not important as some other large medical procedures like someone who might be getting a bone marrow transplant, mm-hmm. like that's to keep you alive, yeah you know this is to improve your quality of life uh the the study I was a part of, but bone marrow transplants that's to stay living. so stem cells are really important, and I, I I don't know i I think when people get up in arms about stem cells or they They immediately jump to fetal tissue and embryonic stem cells. I I just think it comes from a lack of not understanding or not knowing or caring.
0: 100%. I mean, have you ever seen those comedians? Go out on the street and ask people like fifth grade questions, like how many continents are there for a hundred bucks? Tell me how many continents we have. People can't even answer that. So, uh, yeah, chances are, most people don't understand what really goes on with stem cells and such. Would so, you,
1: when are we gonna get that? I
0: know, like, when I is want someone a gonna come up with or... an offer? I saw a guy offering a thousand dollars. Now, whether it was like real or not does people actually get to keep the thousand bucks or was a setup but like for real to ask me how many continents we have and yeah it's shit, a- like, easy chill <laughs> <laughs> you better not blow this thousand bucks all right but anyway so some of you guys may be wondering stem cells right there's a lot of controversy around them so what's up with the government regulations regarding using them here is a paraphrase passage taken directly from the national institute of health's website regarding stem cell use in research On March 9, 2009, President Obama issued Executive Order 13505, removing barriers to responsible scientific research involving human stem cells. The executive order states that the Secretary of Health and Human Services, through the Director of NIH, may support and conduct responsible, scientifically worthy human stem cell research, including human embryonic stem cell research to the extent permitted by law. These guidelines implemented by the executive order, as pertains to the NIH, funded stem cell research, established policy and procedure under which the NIH will fund such research, and it helps ensure that NIH-funded research in this area is ethically responsible, scientifically worthy, and conducted in accordance with applicable law. The internal NIH policies and procedures consistent with this executive order and guidelines will govern the conduct of intramural NIH stem cell research. That was a mouthful.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are so many regulations and guidelines surrounding this topic. And I don't want to bore you with all the details because let me tell you, as someone who is reading it, it's pretty boring. (laughs) But suffice it to say that researchers are supposed to follow a lot of different guidelines and, and rules when conducting research with stem cells especially pertaining to informed consent process when collecting eggs or other tissue for non-medical purposes meaning researchers need to ask for explicit consent to use any tissue or eggs for research purposes that are outside the scope of medical care or procedures that patient is receiving and i think that is really important
0: how do you feel Ethically, is it ethical to use stem cells
1: yes i do think it's ethical to use stem cells and even uh, there was a notice put out by the the catholic church or some catholic church group that said that you should not get the johnson and johnson vaccine because of its use or the fact that it had the uh, embryonic stem cells used to make it but apparently moderna and pfizer were okay with them even though they also use embryonic stem cells just not to make it for the testing of it so if you test with them it's okay it, it just it's Kind of contradictory sense, to me. Yeah. The Vatican, on the other hand, was like, "Not nah, get anyone you can." So, like, <laughs> good on them, I guess. Oh, no, this
0: is Popey crazy.
1: this yeah, <laughs> Pope's just letting everything yeah. go. He's <laughs> he's wild. I love it.
0: <laughs> he's
1: going rogue. No, but but you know, honestly, uh, I think there there's a couple of things that we have to keep in mind when it comes to stem cells. The researchers, and when I say researchers, I mean whether it's the person obtaining the informed consent and the physicians, everyone involved needs to make sure that the patient knows a couple of things. One, they need a this I mean look, the informed consent process should be the same across all studies. The same information should be given, but I think extra care should be taken with stem cells, especially with embryonic tissue and And with eggs collected for people who are undergoing IVF. And you have to let these patients know what your intentions with these cells are going to be. If you're collecting more than you need. So like for IVF, when people collect eggs and stuff like that, you collect in excess. You collect more eggs than you need just in case. However, if the person becomes pregnant... And now you have all these extra eggs. You can't just use them for whatever you want because you have them laying around. That's you have to be upfront and you have to inform the patient that we may use your eggs in if there are any excess for research purposes. And here are, you know, potential purposes, or we Maybe might just, ways
0: we might be using them,
1: or though. we might just use them however we see fit in the future as the need arises. But know that we may do it. You have to tell people. You have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's their embryos.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, just, and maybe not even embryo. It could just be an unfertilized egg. Right. That's, but still, it's someone's... It's. I think it goes beyond blood, for example, right? Like, when people get blood drawn, you still have to tell patients that you're going to be drawing a tube of blood for research purposes and that we're going to examine your DNA or whatever we're going to do with it, look at these proteins. You still legally have to tell them what you're doing and that you're going to draw this. But I think when it comes to something like eggs, sperm, embryos, whatever, the, the stakes are just a lot higher.
0: Yeah, I agree. Are all, so, so they're not harvesting any more embryonic stem cells.
1: No, I'm sure there are places that are, I I don't know.
0: And I hate that. I hate saying harvesting. It sounds so
1: brutal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I was going to
0: say acquire from now on because it doesn't,
1: it does doesn't leave a bad taste like, in your mouth. Yeah, it
0: doesn't sound nice. Yeah, so.
1: and I think that's another thing, another obstacle is it's so easy for someone who is against using embryonic stem cells to paint a picture of just an unborn child. I don't even. I don't even want to say it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like,
0: right? It's, it's easy to paste an, an, un- an a negative, savory yeah, picture.
1: Ex- I was gonna say that exact word. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to demonize embryonic stem cells without taking a look at the potential therapeutic benefits of stem cells. Or or where
0: they may be coming from. Maybe they are just a lab cultured from ones we've had for like 40 years now, right? So, I mean, you know, most people I feel like aren't going to really do the research, but then then don't come out so strong against it if you don't understand fully. And listen, there's still a lot I don't understand fully. So I'm not going to say... You know I'm not gonna go like start campaigning you know for this or or against or whatever but I, I have a better understanding now of where stem cells come from and different uses like i didn't i I didn't realize like the whole fistula thing you know I, but we're yeah. and the whole the idea that we can can reconvert we could basically Benjamin button fat cells now that's amazing that is something awesome and I can't wait to see where that goes
1: yeah I mean look like they it- want to
0: take some fat cells from me that's Totally fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Throughout human history, there have been certain events that have occurred to humans that were atrocities. And in those atrocities, we've learned a ton of information. I mean, there were some scientific experiments that were conducted on humans against their will or against their knowledge that were wrong. But we still have the information. So should we not use it? I personally think you would be... Dishonoring or those people who had suffered would would have had it happen in vain for nothing. At least there's some value that came out of it. And so people might make the argument, well, even if those stem cells were collected back in the 1970s, they still had to be collected. And it's like, yeah, but they were. So shouldn't we make the most of it, right? Like, If, if that's your argument, mm-hmm. they're already there. It already happened. You can't change it. So why not... Use it to its fullest capacity and fullest extent, and then maybe in the future, we don't need to collect anymore. In in an idyllic uh, idyllic situation, we would just be able to have what we have and continuously grow them indefinitely, and take samples and ship them to different labs, and then they can culture them on their own, and you wouldn't need to collect. Yeah, I see what you're
0: saying. It is is a tough situation though because. You obviously don't want that to ever happen again you know i don't want any of these things to of, ever happen again where course, people of course things are taken against her will, like Henrietta locks but her cells were basically taken you know against her will or without her knowledge and our living environment classes was been reading about her but yes they got some amazing information from that so it's like should we use it or should we not like you get the feeling that if you use it it was almost like condoning what happened and i can understand why people would feel that way but at the same time it's like we could—it's it, already done—and we could do some incredible life-saving or life-changing things with this information. But don't ever do that shit again.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I
0: don't know—it's tough.
1: It, it really, really is. And I, I know someone listening to this—if they weren't upset at the beginning, or they're upset now—yeah, <laughs> like I. I've, it, it's but it's tough and it's it's true at least to me I that's the way I see it. I, I try to view it as a positive win for society, right? Unfortunately, it was a loss for that individual or that group and and it's unfortunate. but now as a whole, we have the opportunity to benefit. So overall stem cells, I think, including embryonic stem cells, as long as they are acquired or collected, ethically with proper informed consent and they are used in a way that is representative of good clinical practice and and good uh, manufacturing practice and all these other guidelines that researchers are required to follow, I don't really see a problem. So
0: just to be clear, they can take stem cells from um, an excess of IVF, like from women for IVF?
1: They have the ability to but they shouldn't be used for anything other than ivf unless the patient gets ex-
0: right unless they can consent to it
1: right. specifically to that yes okay. but yeah no
0: it's, i I'd actually never thought about that that using that from like an ivf i don't know what the word I'm, I'm thinking of is but just like ivf treatments and you have excess of you got pregnant and that's it you don't want any more kids you know that i think that's great it's not like a you know, it's not like a fetus or anything. So I think that's an amazing way to utilize that information we have. Yeah. Either way, I think obviously you need explicit informed consent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 And, you know, there's lot, there are many policies and procedures in place that need to be followed. So, but again, don't, you know, when you hear stem cells, you don't want to jump to the idea that has been painted that is all bad. There's plenty of positive things that come from stem cells and many people have benefited from it. So, Definitely want to look into that a little bit more if you're unsure.
1: That's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share it. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe and click the five-star review button, and it would mean a whole lot to us. Positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest ways you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JustNatscience, You can also visit our website, JustNatsScience.com, where you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and suggest topics for future episodes.
0: Don't forget we put out new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thanks for listening.
1: Later, you nerd.
0: Later, gators. I play the classical music during my classes. Okay, you got a problem with that? A little. Kids hate it, but suck it up. (laughs) I like it. It helps you think better.